are now listening to The War Report, Wednesday Night War Room, with your host, C. Doe. It's your boy, C. The Walker. I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike. G. G. Get your weight up, strength and conditioning, development. Ike Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday Night War Room. Let's go! Well, guys, let's go ahead and get started uh, with the show. Auburn recently released its spring schedule. Mm. Uh, spring practice is expected to start on Monday, March the 14th, with the spring game coming the following month. I believe it's April the 9th is where the A-Day game is uh, scheduled to, to be. So a lot that's supposed to happen between now and then. But the first course of action is that Harson has to fill out his staff. And yeah. he's mm-hmm. kind of already down another guy because Burt Watts, yeah. It was announced on Monday the Denver Broncos is adding Burt Watts to their staff for the same position. Uh, of course, they had a new head coach, and so Burt was actually plucked from Auburn to basically coach the same position there. And he posted something on, I believe it was on social media, basically thanking Harson and Green, uh, Alan Green, for the opportunity to coach at Auburn. Uh, said some nice words, uh, gave us a war eagle on the way out. But with him leaving, Harson now has two positions to fill, the offensive coordinator position as well as the outside linebacker position, as well as the special teams coordinator responsibilities. Uh, so I'll be the first to say that congratulations to Burt Watts. Yeah. Mm. For a lot of players, it's their dream of playing at the highest level. But I'm pretty sure that's the same for coaches as well. Uh, and as selfish as I would like to be for us to retain, I mean, staff retention is very important, especially for this staff, so that to lose a guy, you never really want to see it. But for us to lose a guy to the NFL, uh, I want to say congrats to him. I wish him well. Uh, wish him much success. War Eagle back at him. But guys, what are your thoughts? I'll start with you, Ike, on this. And we can we can talk about staff uh, staff stuff. But what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, yeah. So I got thoughts. First okay. and foremost, again, War Eagle, uh, Burt Watts, we appreciate the time that you spent. Our edge rushers um, were pretty much non-existent before last year for the Absolutely. last couple of seasons. And right. we saw a difference in how we were getting edge pressure. Um, so uh, definitely congrats to him and his moving on to that new opportunity. Similar to the Nick Easton situation, absolutely do not blame him for taking that opportunity to do that thing um, that is a part of what you dreamt doing. But I have a question. And B. Will, you you might be able to help me because you were the one who pointed out, was there not an article written by some beat writer with Boise that said that Coach Harson could not keep any staff and that's why he's left with people like Jeff Smetting and Burt Watts? Did, mm-hmm. th- didn't he say that? Mm-hmm. So my question here is, if mm. Burt Watts is such a terrible guy to have on your staff, why would the NFL want him to coach for them? Mm. Mm. And, mm. and 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 if if Coach Coach Harson is such a terrible evaluator of coaching talent, 
then why would the guy that he hired in Nick Eason, why would Clemson even be interested in him? Clemson, a perennial college football playoff team over the last, you know, since the inception of the college football playoff. And now the guy who he had at linebacker coach gets poached by the NF. But he's a terrible evaluator of talent and nobody wants to. It seems to me the narratives don't line up. First, you have people talking about his time at Arkansas State and the AD adamantly refutes that that's a real thing. And now this Boise writer is out here talking about how he can't keep good staff and the only people he's left with are these second-rate guys. It doesn't seem as if any of these narratives that keep coming out actually line up with the reality of situations. Am I I confused? Am I— because, you know, I did I, I did go to the Alabama School of Fine Arts for Math and Science, but it's been a while. <laughs> so maybe my math skills are not good. But can somebody help me do the addition on this? Do the, Is it adding up for y'all? Yeah. Well, if, you, if you finagle some numbers, you can get it to work. Okay. Bit. I'm just yeah. wondering. I'm just... I, mm. Yeah, just listen, wondering. Yeah. Uh, J- okay. Jared, Jared Arnett says, Boise guy here. That's that's not true. Much of his staff left for bigger jobs. Not what? Are you serious? So, so, so Jared is to... able to corroborate what you're what you're what, what you're wondering. I yeah. am sh- I, I am shocked. And yes, you are indeed throwing shade, but we're here for it. Continue. I am shocked. I don't understand. I because because people kept trying to tell me. That I didn't know what I was talking about. Okay. All right. That's all That's all I had to say. I'm done. Anybody else want to talk about it? And, and, and for the record, his edge rushers, uh, Hall had nine sacks. Leota had seven. Moultrie had four. We, I mean, Leota came in having a good season at Northwestern the year prior. Hall and Moultrie took big steps forward in year yes. one under uh, Burt Watts. So... It's hard to assess how the impact a coach will have in one year, but based on the production we got, his position group accounted for more than half of Auburn sacks last right. year. So he did work. He did work. Okay, just, I mean, just, you know, listen, throwing it out hey, there. But I, I mean, let, let other people tell it that you know nobody wanted Burt White, so that's why he stuck with. Okay. Yeah. Congrats, listen, Burt White. Yeah. Man, congrats, to, Burt. congrats to Burt. Uh, he's going going to the NFL. <laughs> Brian picked up on that. Uh, <laughs> Jazzy Joe says, Wardham, Ike. Kentucky says you don't know. <laughs> A lot of Kentucky fans would, would have you believe oh, that I don't know either. God. So, you know, hey, it is what it is. More on that later. Yeah. More yeah. on that later. Burt is going to the... I mean, this, this, uh, this narrative about people not wanting to, you know, work with Harson was so overblown. And it's going to be interesting to see how, again, if we're going to have success, this is something that's going to happen regularly. So fans just need to get used to it. Yeah. Right. Assistants are going to take jobs at other places. They're going to go to the NFL. They're going to go to other teams to get promotions. You know, cycling through staff is something that successful, success, successful coaches do. Right. So I think that this is a great sign that, uh, he's got a guy, position coach, that's stepping up to the, to the league, and that they thought that his coaching ability. I mean, does Brian Harson get credit for hiring that guy? He hired him. Does he get credit for hiring that guy? 
and retaining him for as long as he was able to on his staff because clearly mm-hmm. he's talented. Yeah, right. I mean, I just think it's there's there's a glass half full. He's going to have to get uh, skilled at replacing staff anyway. So plug and play, man. At the end of the day, uh, you kept Schmetting, right? You're an offensive guy. You just keep those same philosophies going and improve on that going into the year. Uh, we've got a lot of talent at linebacker. I mean, I'm excited to see whatever the new guy is. Are we going to see some Dylan Brooks? Is he going to play linebacker or is he going to be an edge rusher? Like, what's he going to do? It looks like we may be going away from the 3 4 ish kind of stuff we were doing. You know, it could be a little different under Schmetting. So, everybody who wanted us to blitz like three out of four plays, you might get that under this new DC. It's going to be interesting to see. But I think this was, I think this was a score um, for Burt. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Uh, in his stead. Zach Etheridge is a good coach too, right? Um, with, you know, if you his, ask Georgia, yes. Yeah, Georgia okay. wanted him. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm just, I, I, I get confused sometimes. I get confused sometimes, like mm-hmm. what c- constitutes good coaches and and all that. But okay. All right. Just, just wondering. Still doing math. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry, B. Mm-hmm. Go, man. Go, bro. B, I do want to ask you, how do you think the the optics, I mean, again, there's been a lot of pieces wrote, you know, written about Harson over the past week. And it, the, the timing, you have to question. But how does this look for a coach who's able to get guys on his staff to the NFL even? You know, this is one of the things we talked about with LaRondo when we interviewed him last year was what, what was his development plan for coaches? Where we see a, an example of one of the guys he's hired who many Auburn fans didn't know about when he was announced. A year later is in the NFL. What do you think that does for up and coming coaches looking at Auburn under Harson? Well, I think the positive of losing a coach to the NFL is that at the very least, he's probably fundamentally sound. I think the the narrative for Tracy Rocker was he is an excellent coach. He lacks the will to recruit. So it was kind of a when he didn't want to be the coach here, the defensive line coach in in year one for Harson. So he had an eye at the very least for a coach who knows how to fundamentally coach his position. That's a very good thing. Now, college is a different monster. It's a different beast altogether now. And we've heard different coaches talk more about that with NIL becoming a bigger thing. You have to woo more. You have to recruit more in, in the NFL I'm I'm a general manager, or I'm leaving it up to the general manager to get me guys. I'm just coaching the guys I got. Uh, it may be a more straightforward job, an easier job, and it's more about fundamentals than what type of personality you are. So in that sense, this is a big win for Burt Watts, and it's still a win for Harston as far as, listen, I've got coaches, because he, he was very intentional about pulling Austin Davis from the NFL. He wants to get people who fundamentally understand the game and the position that they are hired to coach. So that's a good thing. Um, the negative for us is that the NFL coaching cycle carousel starts a little later than college. So you can think you got your, your staff set and all of a sudden you don't. So, um, we'll have to see what he fills it with. If there's anything out there at this point, I guess you, maybe you, you look at some NFL coaches who are going to be on the carousel themselves. Some people who were on the staff that, you know, the coach got fired or moved on from. So, there, there's got to be a few people out there that are available, that coach outside linebacker edge. But I, I think it's this one is the first one that's like, oh, okay, 
That makes sense. That that's exactly how that was supposed to happen. You know, so um, coach gets better opportunity. You want your coaches to get better opportunities. That's that always looks good for the program. It right. still may not be the best thing for us, but it's a part of the game. Continuity is the best thing for us, especially yeah. with a position that improved as much as it did in year one. Sure. Continuity is great, but I mean, it's a part of the game, so it is what it is. Well, at least you're not replacing like your Halls and Leotas, right? I mean, right. at least as far as continuity goes, you still have those guys coming back. So, right. um, again, scheme, we don't know what changes there. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we also are looking for an OC. And so how how are our thoughts about offensive coordinator? You, you know, we're, we're hearing names. I've been hearing Major Applewhite's name. I think he's he's coaching down in South Alabama right now. Um, we won't know until an announcement is made. They've been pretty, pretty hush hush on in terms of candidates. So are our thoughts still the same in terms of what we're expecting from this this OC? Will it will it help that this is somebody who has actually coordinated an offense? I'll be honest, I like that Harson is hands-on, but I, I'm hoping that this is more of a temporary thing uh going into 2022 and he can trust that his OC can kind of take the reins maybe in 23 or 24. But what are you guys thoughts about who Harson brings in? Mm, I'm hearing there's some names being floated. If I were a betting man, I would bet that we're going to hire somebody in the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, however, a lot of people have been talking about major Applewhite mm-hmm. as a yep. possibility. I like that name. I like the idea of bringing a former quarterback in, but I think it's more important to have somebody who works with quarterbacks Sure. Then somebody to coordinate the offense because they're going to be collaborating on that anyway. And for all intents and purposes, he was going to call plays in 2022 anyway. Sure. When they went the Austin Davis route. So I don't see why you would pivot away from that now. Get a guy who can come in and, and be a good position coach, help you come up with some dynamic concepts and call the right plays on Saturdays. So. You know, hopefully they make the right decision. They got to get somebody in here. We're a month out from the start of spring practices. And so you need to get a guy in here who can start developing a rapport with his guys, start evaluating the talent that we have. We got a lot of quarterbacks in the quarterback room. And people are talking about they want to take another one. So I'm like, oh, oh my God, goodness. Bro. Right. There was somebody was somebody was talking about um JT Daniels. We had right. that's the rumor we, that's been floated. That we had reached out to JT Daniels. And I gotta say, man, like I'm getting so weary with these message boards. Like, I don't know if it's true or not. It just sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah, I just don't see how they take a sixth scholarship quarterback right like yeah. you're not and, going to make a, it a person so, with, after spring you're not going to have five how many, so like how much eligibility did jt daniels have uh, maybe a year he just has the one year left if yeah, i'm not mistaken maybe a year yeah i'm i'm just getting i'm getting weary with this it's just somebody throws something out there and i always have to be like where did that come from and then i check with my sources people i'm pleading with everybody you hear a rumor you got to have some sources. That you, I know a lot of you guys trust us, but we don't do investigative journalism. So even if we knew, we won't put it out there. <laughs> right. So, and check with a source that you trust. If they're not reporting it, I would question what the veracity of that claim. But common sense tells me if you want any goodwill with the quarterbacks who you already convinced to come here, going out and getting a JT Daniels, if I were Robbie Ashford or Zach Calzada, I'd be like, what the hell? 
Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Build the Rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get that Calzada is in his recovery right now from his surgery, uh, but you still do have, and for for whatever reason, and again, I know people think that we are, because we, you know, specifically Mike G has been touting or or, or driving this train since he first hit campus, Um, but the fact remains, Demetrius Davis is still on this team, Mm -hmm. and- Let's not forget that just because we didn't see him last year, that he is not capable. I I will remind everyone, all it took was Malik Willis waking up and realizing I was playing too much to have a first-round draft grade. Right. Right. Demetrius Davis was an 18-year-old kid. If he wakes up or has woken up over the last couple of months— Then last year was a wash. Forget last year. It was a redshirt mm-hmm. season. He wasn't going to see the field anyway. New so let's stop pretending yeah. like you don't have the opportunity for one of these guys to be drastically better in just one offseason. Now, the, the one person that I would say probably not going to see drastic difference Holden. is— Well, Holden, you don't have anything to base it off of, so there's no drastic Holden. difference. But again, but I'm saying we got five scholarships, but the one guy who I'm like— Probably not going to see a day and night difference is TJ Finley, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. he's probably a couple of games from he is who he is. See, uh, I, I, I'm not completely sold on that, but well, I will tell you this. Hear, hear what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying he can't get better. I'm talking about a drastic difference because I don't think the issue for TJ was that he wasn't focused. Typically, when you see drastic differences, it's a focus issue. They figured out, oh, okay. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah TJ's yeah, not you. lacking in focus. He's lacking in consistency. Right. And now, really, the remedy for TJ is going to be first team reps in practice and game reps. He hasn't had that his entire collegiate career yet. So he can definitely play better. I'm not saying that if TJ starts next year, you'll see the same TJ Finley. I'm talking about a drastic turnaround from what you perceived the year before to this year. Now, Auburn fans' perception of TJ Finley is in the toilet, so his perception may skyrocket if he plays a little bit better. Mm. But Zach Calzada probably mm. is who he is, right? Like, he's an, an average completion quarterback, really gritty and gutsy, and can complete the deep ball um, when you're given an opportunity. TJ Finley is a guy who's actually fairly decent on intermediate routes, but not super mobile. He's going to have to work on his ability to stay clean in the pocket and get better deep ball accuracy, Right. You don't know what you have in Robbie Ashford. You don't right. know what you have in Demetrius Davis. You don't know what you have in Holden Garner. If any of those three guys comes in and lights it up, I'm going to say it early, and it's going to sound like a sunshine pump. Ten wins. Finally. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm saying this pumps some sunshine. No, but I'm just saying, the reason I'm saying that is, again— <laughs> Let's, let's get let, let's get let's get out let's get let's get outside of the doom and gloom for just a moment and think about the six and six regular season we had last year. And I've said this over and over again: we were a couple of throws away from winning almost every one of those games. Mm-hmm. That's not even that's that's not an exaggeration. We watched the film together. A couple of throws difference 
you win almost every one of the games we lose sans Georgia. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you don't need your quarterback to go from what he was last year to Heisman. You just need him to go from what he was last year to uh, freaking, what's the dude from Georgia's name? I don't know why. Stetson Bennett. From last Stetson. year to Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett was not in the Heisman conversation for anybody. You need him to go from last year to Stetson Bennett. Yep. I see you it. do that and you're in contention. Boy, I stopped going to church on Wednesdays, but Jesus take the wheel. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, and I, now we don't we don't have. I, I will give you guys this little bit of inside information. I'll give you guys a scoop. Demetrius <laughs> no, Davis, no scoop. <laughs> Demetrius Davis, by accounts from within the program, right, yes. is on the right track right now to really, really push for a starting job. And at the very least, maybe a backup job. That's exciting because I thought the only thing that would keep him off the field was not his talent. Never doubted it. Mm-hmm. Right? It was the other things that Harson is looking for. And we saw a lot of guys fall by the wayside in that process. Now, uh, the haters will say you can't out-culture Georgia and Alabama. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't culture up your team. Right. Because I do believe that the culture was terrible. And some of the things that some of these guys have done since they've left have confirmed that the culture was bad mm-hmm. to me. The things they've said, you know, it's say, they're, say, they're saying more about themselves than they are about the program. Right. And then guys who have come in, you know, we listened to uh, uh, Robbie Ashford's mom talk about why she, she liked that Robbie was coming to play here. And what she heard from the coaches. And we've heard that from other parents as well, too. So I think that there's a lot of potential in this room. The new OC is going to have a lot to do. You know, his number one job, you got to get the most out of all these kids because somebody's going to go at the end of spring. Guys, this is a ridiculous quarterback room we have right now. You know, there's tons of experience between TJ Finley and Zach Calzada. Now, um, your on-field experience. And then you got... Ridiculous talent in Demetrius Davis, Holden Garriner's coming in. Robbie Ashford is a athlete. He is an athlete. Two sports, right? And he looks yeah. like a natural thrower of the football. Watch his spring film. Is that going to be the new, the new thing that when, once he starts playing, that's that's going to be he's a, a natural. He's a natural QB. He's a natural QB. He's a natural thrower. I'm he's not a natural even, thrower. <laughs> Zach, if you're listening, I'm not even going to let that one get going. I'm going to kill that one right now. But uh, yeah, he's he a natural thrower. <laughs> look at that natural throwing motion. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I think you know when you look at it, this is this is going to be exciting. There's not going to be any quarterback on the field that we're like, what the heck? And the quarterbacks, the, the, I'm sorry, the receivers are going to benefit greatly from this. They are. They're going to have quarterbacks on the field who are going to deliver the ball. I mean, when I watched Oregon's spring game last year, I saw three quarterbacks go on there who looked like they could get the job done. Three. Yeah. That legitimately just looked good in the limited opportunities that they got. You know, I think we could have four quarterbacks on the field doing that same thing this spring. They're, they're going to have a tough decision. Definitely I, excited. I'm, just, I'm I, excited about this spring. I like I liked Calzada to win the job, but because he may he's not going to be a full participant in spring practice. I think it's wide open. That's going to matter. I think that's going to matter. 
Indeed, indeed. And then again, I think it's something that's a decision they're not going to make until in fall camp anyway. So it's an opportunity for the other guys to make a statement for sure.